like, oh, yeah. everyone now knows my full name. Yep. <laughs> All right. There we are. I see us. Hooray. Cool. Hey, there we go. Yay. I got it. Whoop, 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 whoop. And we are live. Welcome to Talking Heads, everyone. Episode 205, your once-week live show for the latest in beer and tech news. I'm Jeff. I'm John. Welcome to the show, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us on this Wednesday night. Uh, go good. Uh, what was that? <laughs> I have no idea what that was. I I haven't even had a drink tonight. I've, I know. A little bit of like wild rice chicken soup. but <laughs> How wild was that rice? Thank you for Sounds joining us on this Wednesday night or in podcast form over on Anchor.fm or wherever your favorite podcasts are found. If you've never seen the show before, we talk beer, we talk tech, we talk games, pop culture, entertainment, usually some Star Trek. We will read all Super Chats on the air so long as they won't permanently demonetize my channel. And we do drink alcohol on the show. And if you're drinking along with us, alcoholic or not, let us know in the early show going so we'll give some shout outs as we go along. Last but not least, if you want to support the channel, think about joining the Patreon or Floatplane. Links are both down in the video description. As a bonus, you'll get exclusive access to the Discord server where you can join the super secret chat and the even more super secret after party in which we basically just stay up till midnight and finish another beer. <laughs> that is true. It's, <laughs> hey, who's got the best beer or, or liquor selection tonight? That's right, yeah. <laughs> Usually it's me like sampling whiskeys. <laughs> yeah. And then it's someone else in the chat that's like, oh, I got that. Oh, check out this variation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anything you can do, I can do better. I know, that's pretty much it. And then everyone's like, complains about their day in life in the tech world. Yeah, no, it's great. It, it is a great decompression chat on a Wednesday yeah. night. It's fantastic. <laughs> Sometimes it can go a bit long, but yeah. like, it, it flies like that. <laughs> anyway, it's a great time. It's a great time over on the Discord any time of week, though. Mm -hmm. So think about checking that out, and it does really help out the channel. Uh, John, how are you doing, buddy? I am so tired. <laughs> uh, even today, too, my, my son woke up around 2 a.m. and was like daddy can you can you come tuck me back in aka can you sleep you know next to me for five minutes and then i fell asleep on the floor and mm -hmm. you know my neck was woke up my neck was cranked to my back and i didn't get any good sleep it was around 4 a.m went back to my bed and uh, i get up at six so i got basically two hours of okay sleep yeah, uh, yeah. go to work and deal with wonderful people at my job <laughs> if any of them are watching <laughs> yes. i was looking looking forward to the anna as you probably know i am in the middle of a move yes i uh, i had heard <laughs> yes so always uh, my garage and... my yeah. garage is half empty yet messier i don't know how that is <laughs> yep yeah no uh this week's been pretty busy for me as well i'm trying to get back on schedule, back caught up with where I wanted to be with production. And I'm almost there. Uh, yeah, busting my butt trying to do a bunch of writing and filming. And there's still like, you know, baby prep stuff that we're trying to do. And I've got, you know, two kids. I'm already, you know, parenting. And so it's it's been fun uh, as uh, 
we're we're within seven weeks of the due date now so yeah like it's i know exciting it was like holy crap it's october (laughs) (laughs) i know yay (laughs) no we're super excited but very tired and uh we got a little ways to go before the finish line yet anyway what are we opening tonight john uh i am uh kind of sticking with a little bit of, of a tradition uh, it is still October, so I am going to do some pumpkin ales. Of so, course you are. Of course I am. But it's got a cool <laughs> label, so there we go. Um, I got Corpo Seco by Wayfinder. It says it's a pumpkin ale. Uh, what I do love about this, though, it says on the side, like shows you what you're supposed to serve it in. Uh-huh. It says a skull. Oh, yeah. That's great. I like that. Well, you should have given and, that one to Steve. He's got a skull. I know, I should have. And the instructions are... Uh, you probably can't see it. It says open drink. That's it. <laughs> step one, step two. Those are great instructions. I, I uh, really appreciate I, it when they're nice and straightforward. Yeah. So what do you have? Uh, I have a 49th state brewing from up in Alaska. They are up in, uh, Anchorage. Uh, I have the golden doll Belgian inspired tripel, which is an 8.7%. Oh, I do love a good tripel. Yeah. So uh, my last experience with 49th State Brewing, uh, I don't know if you've seen today's video or not. It did not, it did not go it, over yeah. well. Uh, John, don't bother watching it. I've got a can for you. Oh, oh fantastic. I, I have one for you, my friend. It's um, one of those beers. Well. <laughs> it was one of those. I originally didn't have it for John, but I drank this. But it's for John. Now it's for John. <laughs> uh, John, you like a good oyster stout, right? Yeah, an oyster stout, sure. Right. You ever it's had like an it's interesting. You ever had an oyster pale? <laughs> why? That's dumb. That's right. Why? Why? Right. Okay. I mean, I mean, I'll have it. Yeah, sure. I've never had it, but that's right. Just... Okay. I saw. I, mean, the, I guess I saw the label, and and immediately I just went, "Oh, look, oyster stout," and I and I set it down because uh, it's. Uh, Gosh, what is the name of that beer? It it's something shuck, what, double shuck, I double shuck pale or something like that. Oh yeah. And uh, I'm like, oh cool, you know o- oyster stout. And I just went oyster stout because I've never seen oysters in anything else. Yeah. That's so exactly right, oyster pale ale. Uh, which I realized like just a moment or two before opening the can and doing the review. Uh, I'm like, oh, I guess we're going to experience this today. Maybe it's a white stout. Right, right. No, uh, I I read the label before I opened it and I went, you know, I've heard of oyster stouts, but I've never had an oyster pale. So thank you. (laughs) Um, You know how oyster stouts are really good when you have a big, thick, very sweet uh, leaning stout. Yes. And you add some of that that brininess and, and whatnot to the help balance it. Right. Yeah. A little salty, a little sweet, and you end up with like that salted caramel kind yeah, of... Yeah, exactly. the, the little salted caramel chocolates if right. you ever had those. It's about balance, salt. right? Yeah. Um, now add that saltiness and the lemon and, the, and like the... Gosh, that real, real that... bitter taste of, of the oysters. Add that to a Northwest hopped IPA. Add that to some Chinook hops or 
Right. Like I mean, that just sounds like that sounds like a a, a, a overhopped goze. <laughs> uh, it was goze to the extreme. It it was like chewing on salt, um, <laughs> uh, with a little bit of lemon and then like a back end of like these super super bitter and dry hops. The entire flavor profile was just bitter, uh, bitter mm. and dry, very very dry. Oh, I um, want to try this now. Yeah. Like, I, I want you to try it because... <laughs> I want to try it now. It's weird. <laughs> it, it's all yours, John. Uh, I've, I've got one can left. Oh, man. How was yours before I... So... Actually, I am really enjoying mine. It's, it's, it's sweet. It's uh, malty. It's actually more like um, a red ale. Um, so think of red ale with like pumpkin spices. Nice. Um, that actually so yeah, sounds actually, really good. I'm actually really enjoying this. And that's kind of how I feel about pumpkin anyway. It's a great additive. For me, it's not a primary ingredient. Yeah. Like, like I like pumpkin pie, but with like a crap ton of vanilla ice cream and whipped cream. <laughs> like that's how I eat my pumpkin pie, but I don't drink pumpkin spice lattes. I don't... I, I'm not a fan of pumpkin spice in general. Yeah. Um, but that, you've actually got me intrigued. Well, see, yeah, it, it it tastes like a really good base beer. Like, I could mm -hmm. easily drink this as a base beer. Right. And then they added the pumpkin spice, and it complemented it very well. And so it's very easy to drink. Yeah. Um, I saw a couple of chat people. Yeah, uh, Jeff Gearling's in chat. Howdy, other Jeff. Uh, I hope this isn't red shirt, Jeff. Because that'd be weird. Uh, <laughs> but uh, uh, Jeff says he has his standard issue diet Dr. Pepper uh, because he hasn't been able to get his favorite cider from the store the last couple of weeks. Oh, yeah. That, this kind of does actually taste like a bit of a cider, too. It's, it's very odd. Because when you were saying pie... Uh, about the vanilla and pumpkin pie. That's mm -hmm. usually how I eat my apple pie. Mm -hmm. And this kind of reminds me of actually more of like apple pie, I guess. Yeah. Uh, because they have very similar spices, cinnamon, a little bit of nutmeg, some vanilla in the crust. Um, and it kind of maybe a little bit more pump or uh, apple-y. Kren sends over five Australian dollars and says, don't forget about the debate about walk-in freezers for computer cooling. Uh, that well, was a- it work. It would work, it would... actually. Um, now, now there's a debate, and to me, it's kind of like the debate of, uh, where Linus tried building a PC in a mini fridge years and years and years ago. Oh, that would work. Um, it wouldn't work because the BTU output, number yeah. one, isn't high enough. There's more wattage in the PC than there can be drawn out from the fridge. Number two uh, is the uh, load cycle uh, of a mini fridge. It's supposed to kick on the compressor for you know three minutes and then kick off and then maintain a temperature. It's not supposed to actively cool something that's in the fridge. Yeah. Um, and so when you go buy a power tool or a motor or something like that, uh, you're not supposed to run them for 20 hours. Like if I go buy a vacuum cleaner and I turn it on and I turn it on for you know an hour and a half and all of a sudden the thing dies and I call the manufacturer and complain, they're going to say, well, the load cycle is you're only supposed to run it for 20 minutes, then let it rest five because it's not designed for 100% use. And that's yeah. what a mini fridge is. 
A walk-in freezer is designed for constant use. It is a constant running compressor, uh, much like a, a heat pump in a house, but even heat pump in a house fluctuates. Yeah. Uh, but you can run it 24-7. And the BTU uh, output of that is enough to pull the, the heater out of a PC. So to me, it's kind of like the argument of will an airplane take off on a conveyor belt? It it won't if you don't understand <laughs> the yeah. process of how an airplane takes off and what is its primary thrust. So, yeah. So, I was right. <laughs> but yeah, kind of. It has to be big enough. Has to be big enough, and it has yeah. to be, uh, or sorry, not load cycle, duty cycle. Uh, it has to be duty cycle rated for, you know, enough enough time. time. Right. Yeah. Uh, we got Novella Hub is having a Lord Hobo Boom Sauce Double IPA. IPA for this uh, not quite autumn night. Yeah. I guess, uh, I guess we're autumn. It's yeah. Michael Stevens has a floatboard. Brewing Oktoberfest lager. So there we go. Nice uh, Oktoberfest nice. beer. It's one thing I Gosh. haven't seen a lot of is a bunch of Oktoberfest beers that I... I was just going to say, you know, I haven't actually had yeah. an Oktoberfest beer this year. I've I've seen the, the typical Sam Adams. Yeah. You know, but no craft uh, Oktoberfest Right. And, and I've been kind of making up for it. I've been kind of on a Belgian kick lately. And uh, this is fantastic, by the way. Um, not quite as good as the one I had a couple of weeks ago, uh, where I was basically like, oh, facing on camera, <laughs> but, uh, but definitely not bad. Uh, I, I am liking this one. Uh, saw a couple more in there, but I'm not finding them all of a sudden. Yeah, me too. Oh, got another $5 super chat. Thank you, Harley. Five bucks. Appreciate it. Uh, Bellhaven Black Scottish Stout Nitro Can imported from Dunbar, Scotland. Nice. Oh, nice. Very nice. Uh, Kev says he just had a youngling before he saw saw us, so that's a good Kinda one to... Counts. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I still want to try that. They had the Hershey's one. They said, I, I mean, it's supposed to be okay. I have four of them. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Remember when we can finally do an in-person? I was going to bring them to Sandy Yam. Yes. Because that was going to be our, we can finally have a beer together. And, yep. So I, I still have them. Now, I don't know uh, how long they'll age. <laughs> Webcam web, web chat is having an amazing drink. There we go. Thank you, Rev. Or whoever did it. <laughs> Spitting hot fire is what they're doing. Yep. Probably one of those... Uh, Yep. Spicy uh, wing sauce beers I have. And and that is why we have slow mode enabled. It's only 15 seconds, but it keeps the trolls at bay. <laughs> it, it's the moat, if it will. Now, we started talking about the best way to have pies. Um, in my opinion, the best way to have a pie is on liquid nitrogen or liquid metal. <laughs> uh, so... Uh, a uh, rather industrious group of folks took it upon themselves to delid a, <laughs> a <laughs> Raspberry Pi 4 compute module, uh, delid it, liquid metal it, and overclock it to three gigahertz. Uh, and by the way, they didn't have access to liquid nitrogen, so they tipped, oh, tipped uh, 
one of the cans of uh, compressed air that you can buy at the store. And they literally like ice cooled it with CO2. <laughs> Which I thought was just fantastic. I know. I saw this as like, oh, I'll, I'll, I got to throw this in just for commenting. <laughs> yeah. So frequency right down here. Uh, they hit 3.00069. Uh, and one person in chat, I think, nailed it earlier. I'm not going to be happy until they hit 3.14. <laughs> I think that's just perfect. Yep. Um, so, yeah, they did use uh, Thermal Grizzly Conductinot, uh liquid metal. They hit 3 gigahertz uh, on ice, which is obviously not as cold as, like, liquid nitrogen, but it is still subambient cooling. Um, honestly, I probably would have gone with, uh, with cryonaut in, instead of, uh, liquid metal because liquid metal, you'll turn back into a solid and you might lose some connectivity. Uh, but what do I know? I'm not an extreme overclocker. Uh, but yes, uh, they did get it to post. It was fairly stable. Uh, and they hit a max temperature of 26.2 degrees Celsius. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people wish their CPUs would idle that low. I know. So, uh, yeah, but we we were talking about pies. I think the last time I was on, and and just uh, basically how cool they are because uh, Raspberry Pi, the company, just got oh, it was a grant. Yeah, I believe to continue researching. Yeah, and they got a forty five million dollar grant. Yeah, yeah, but this just proves that that tiny little processor actually has more power, capable power than you know. What needs to be, I believe it's base clock is like 1.4, 1. 1.5. 1.5 uh, on, on, on the CM4. Yeah. Yeah. So they doubled that essentially. Right. You know, um, that's taking me back to the old Celeron days. You know, yeah. the, the Celeron 500s where we base clock a 1.8. No, no, no. 3.2. Let's get this thing done. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, that's, it's pretty cool. This tiny little $80 board, or I think that one's like 120, but whatever. You know, um, Theoretically, you can push this thing to a limit, and you can if you push it hard enough, it can go double its speed. It's mm -hmm. pretty cool. Um, that just shows, you know, with a little bit of cooling and with that extra grant money down the road, what these processors, what these boards will be able to do. Right. Um, now, the, the CPUs themselves, they usually get from Broadcom, but they've been kind of locked into that because Broadcom is one of the only large production arm manufacturers that's kind of willing to play ball with them and say, yeah, we'll sell it at cost um, and make, you know, a couple of pennies per per chip ourselves. Um, but, uh, you know, this might open the door to other possibilities. This might open the door to a RISC-V venture from Raspberry Pi. This might open the door to other arm players, say NVIDIA, getting involved in this uh, and and saying, yeah, let's let's beef up the the low end uh, computing community. Let's yeah, let's make this a thing. Um, and with the amount of support that ARM is starting to get in standardized desktop operating systems, Ubuntu Mate, uh, Apple now runs on on ARM Mac OS. Uh, you've got. Uh, Windows 11 has an uh, an ARM 64 variant that you can install on a Raspberry Pi right now. Uh, yeah. It was actually one of my planned videos, and it just kind of went by the wayside. But I'll probably circle back and how's Windows 11 run on a Raspberry Pi? Let's find out. I was going to do it in the beta, and then I had so much more things on my plate than I could handle that I just didn't get to it. But 
yeah, the, that kind of capital gives them a lot of options uh, to move away from Broadcom if they wanted to, or maybe to just to tell Broadcom, we want you to develop a CPU uh -huh. with a graphics card with a completely open source driver, because right now the graphics drivers are still closed source. Uh, yeah. And so, you know, maybe this is the next step towards getting a more open Raspberry Pi. Yeah, no, I think it was, I think um, it's cool. Yeah. I think it's cool. Uh, Jeff, the connoisseur of Raspberry Pis that he is, says not, uh, Windows 11, not super fast on the on the Pi, but fun. And that's all I want is fun. <laughs> I mean, you watch my channel as much as I watch yours. <laughs> I, I'm in it for the fun, not necessarily for the practicality of everything. Well, I think that's what Raspberry Pis in general, like, I think that's what they embody is the fun aspect. They started off as the micro kits, you know, computer. You can do any all these really cool things and build these cool mm -hmm. little devices to do things. Your imagination is completely free and open to do with whatever you want. Hey, check it out. It's now even more powerful. Um, yeah. And it's getting now to the point to where these are basically as powerful as someone needs to browse the internet, you know, a little right. internet browser for your mother-in-law, your kid when, or whatever. Right. When the Raspberry Pi 2 came out, when they went from one core to four core, they started talking about this may be a desktop replacement for some people. You might not need yeah. to go buy an iPad or, or a laptop or something like that just to get online and surf and watch YouTube videos and, and, you know, post to Facebook and things like that. And at the time, I went, the Pi 2's not there. It's it's decent enough where I could daily drive it. Uh, I actually did da daily drive a Pi out in my garage uh, for shop work. Uh, I didn't want to put a computer out there, but I wanted something with internet access with a larger screen. So if I needed to look up pictures for documentation on something, or I was doing a teardown on a laptop and I wanted instructions up in front of me, it was a nice big screen that I could browse to iFixit and be able to see what I was trying to do. The Pi 4 is in some regards and can be a desktop replacement depending on what your use case is. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Coding the System says, would Pi 400s be well-suited for decoding 1080p parsec streams for a LAN center? Yes. Uh, actually, one of the systems that was sitting on my shelf or one of the boxes that was sitting on my shelf for the longest time is a Pi 400. And the reason I bought that was for Parsec, uh, was for 1080p 60 Parsec. And the things are beasts at that. And that's one of the reasons I'm really excited about VDI or virtualized desktop and my cloud gaming server, as I've come to call it. Uh, what that is, is VDI. It's virtualized desktop with acceleration with hardware acceleration. Uh, I'm excited because forever, PCs have always been a large box that you have to have in your room and you're fighting density versus power versus output versus usability versus portability and everything else. There's always that equation. Well, what if the power didn't have to sit in the same room as you? Uh, and that's really like, the pipe dream that I, I keep wanting to explore. It's always been something that I've wanted to achieve either for myself or just in general, just for general availability for everyone else who maybe can't afford a, you know, 5950X and a 3090. Hey, I can lease space on a server and log in and play all my games and edit video and do everything else that I need to do. 
on something like a Raspberry Pi. Uh, yeah, I mean, well, you were even talking about that with uh, your gaming mm-hmm. uh, stuff. Just basically, well, and you can you kind of even hinted at that or showed a little bit of it. Uh, I think it was like two videos ago when you had it up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you had four or five, and one was running a Pi. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. One of the videos in the cloud gaming server series, um, I did some testing, and I had uh, four VMs running at the same time. This was at the the end of the the Grid K two card experiments, when I finally got something working and I could finally test something. I wanted to test what the client was like running through Parsec, and the Raspberry Pi performed just as well as a Steam Link through through Steam Play. Uh, and performed just as well as the Windows Parsec client did. Uh, and I tried the Pi both wired and wireless. And I was honestly pretty impressed with the performance that I got out of it. Craft, uh, you could probably run Windows 11 quite well. Just uh, just like Windows 10, strip all the bloat apps trying to cache into RAM. Suddenly it's an operating system with resources for what you want to do. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we all know Windows 10 and Windows 11 is kind of full of bloat. I've been one of the most outspoken people for that. Uh, That's why I have a whole video on here's how you can deploy Windows systems using their built-in tools and not deploy all the crap with it. (laughs) Like that's one of my most popular videos, uh, at least of the last year or so. And yeah, Jeff says uh, the bootloader is is uh, also fully closed source, and and that's another uh, you know avenue that maybe money starts to talk because the Raspberry Pi Foundation has never had forty five million in capital to no. be able to invest in hardware. It's it's been kind of the uh, it started as a pet project of of Eben Upton and and a couple of the other uh, members of the. You know, a couple of the other founders. Yeah, wasn't it like a one of their college projects or something like that? Uh, it wasn't a college project, but it was like he he had uh, industry ties over with mm-hmm. with Qualcomm uh, or uh, for or Broadcom, excuse me, um, and uh, kind of leveraged those and said, "Hey, I've been thinking about doing this thing. You know, I'm trying to build a thirty dollar computer and I want it to run a desktop operating system. Do you have a chip that's?" technically capable of that and can we design a pcb around it and that's how yeah. the whole thing kind of started um uh i believe they started out with a microcontroller just trying to go for like a bbc basic or bbc micro kind of kind of route and developed it into an arm pc mm. hoping the pico silicon is a shot across the bow i'm hoping that as well um i i'm still trying to get my get a, a hold of a pico uh every time i look they're out of stock um i'm also trying to get a a freaking cm4 with eight gigs of ram i'm still coming up dry on that one jeff someone keeps buying them all <laughs> that bastard <sighs> yeah uh well the question is actually though uh who really is the evil jeff because as we all know in the mirror universe the one with the goatee and the beard are the evil ones. right but the evil ones are always the ones that have more fun that's right Oh, Inquisitor Kira. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Uh, AMD today decided to launch another graphics card. Uh, hey. 
Yeah, so the 6600 is officially a thing. Uh, they didn't announce it beforehand. They just kind of dropped an email this morning. And in fact, I found out this morning about the RX 6600 from the AMD press release. Uh, and I, I've i watched quite a few reviews. I've, I've talked to a couple of people about the performance. And uh, the one that I think sums it up the best is from uh, Steve over at Hardware Unboxed. Uh, it's an expensive 5600 XT, but with really shite ray tracing. <laughs> I I love that. <laughs> I love that thumbnail. Uh, Steve, well done. I loved your review. Um, but I couldn't agree more. And, and the general consensus about this card is because the market is so... So screwed up right now. Yeah, Craft Computing 6600 review. It's a thing. Yep. That's pretty much it. Uh, because the market is so screwed up right now, uh, man, if they had priced this down to where the 5600 was at launch, which was around 199 I think it'd be a fantastic upgrade. Where it's at right now, $329.00. Um, no. <laughs> well, I wonder if they're like, well, why? Well, actually, I also wonder how the availability of it is. Um, but then if it is highly available, they're like, well, yeah, there's nothing else there. Right. You know, you gotta, you gotta buy something. Everyone bought ev up everything else. And so they're like, well, let's just throw something out there because with the ridiculous price that we're going to make a ton of profit on. Well, okay, well no, I, everyone's going to buy it up. Well, no, I've said, I've said this before. Um, and I keep going back to, I did a 1650 review and I liked the card for what it was if it came in at MSRP of $149, which most of the models didn't. And I've often repeated, even if your card isn't the best value or the best thing that's ever been made at a certain price point, it still makes sense for you to release it. Because a card does not live on the one week review. Uh, and again, case in point to that exact same argument is when the RX 570 came out, people were going, well, this is absolute shite for, for, you know, $230 when the RX 580 has doubled the memory and is sitting there at 270 and, and is literally like, you know, 20% faster and has a better cooler that comes on it and yada, yada, yada. Well, you fast forward to the GTX 1650 review and everyone goes, the RX 570 is the greatest card that has ever been made. And you can pick one up right now for 130 bucks. So why in God's name would I buy a 1650? And guess what? Right now, everyone's clamoring for a 1650 at $199. Yeah. <laughs> There's a reason you make a product and the product's life is more than just the initial one week review. Uh, because Good point. Good point. the market changes and availability changes and expectations change and like i said if if the market stayed the same and nvidia was making the 1650 and it was 150 for like the reference card but like 180 for the board partner cards but then all of a sudden they lower it to 120 bucks guess what that's a hell of a deal and it seriously undercuts things like the the 5500 xt or or other offerings from nvidia and certainly better than just about any integrated graphic solution you could ever think of. Um, so should you buy the 6600? No, it's a terrible value. 
today. Uh, should AMD have made the 6600? Yes, because they're a company that makes graphics cards. And this graphics card right now fits into their slot at a particular MSRP between two other cards that they also have available that are not either of those other cards. So... I'm yep. not excited for it. I'm not over the no. moon for it. It's certainly a card. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it just seems weird timing to just, like you said, it just came out of nowhere. And <clears throat> I, I think and... they knew this wasn't going to sell well. This was not going to be well received. So why try to build up a bunch of anticipation for a, for a new graphics card release when number one, 99% of consumers either don't want one or can't get one. Yeah. Uh, and number two, the reception to reviewers is going to be less than lukewarm because of the price point that it's at compared to what the 5600 XT was, which was 199. Yeah. You're not going to so, get good reviews. So why lie? Why, why blast it out there? Like, <laughs> Check out this new card. Uh, yeah. <laughs> why, why lie in the lead up? and then let people be disappointed. I'd rather people make their own decisions, and if they're excited, cool. If they're disappointed, cool. We're in the same spot we would have been anyway with none of the risk. Well, I'm just curious of how available this card will even be. Uh, I would find it completely ridiculous to go and even lightly, you know, soft launch this or quietly launch this, but then not have it even remotely available yeah. for people to have. Um, then it would be a continued uh, flop. But if there is a high stock of it, everyone has it, um, yeah. the price is a little, I don't know, I, I, I can't get past the price. It comes off as a, hey, you can't get anything else, buy this card. It's yeah. not quite as good, but it's, you know, uh, more expensive than yeah. you, you probably want to pay. What I can tell you, hold on, I screwed up my window arrangement, uh, is that, Newegg and Amazon both do not have a single 6600 even listed. They've got the 6600 XT, which was a previously announced card. Uh, the cheapest one comes with an AM4 uh, B450 motherboard for $620. And by the way, that's a $100 board. That is that is nothing special. That's an ASRock. Uh, gosh, what is that? Uh, yeah, B450M. Uh, it doesn't even say what, yeah, I think it's, uh, oh, it doesn't even have a name. It's just B450MACR2. They didn't even bother putting like a marketing spin on it. They just said, it's a board. <laughs> <laughs> We're giving you a board and a card. If you want this card, you got to buy it. If you want board. the card, you got to buy a board to go with it. Right. Uh, for no less than 50% over MSRP. Oh, I know. And then yeah. also, we're going to make it so you can't resell the board and make any money off of it. So That as well. Yes. Uh, yeah, the market screwed up. Why do you think I haven't done like any video card news other than I did do uh, the 1070 Katana, but that was a yeah. very special case. I've shown that I have acquired three Titan X Pascals for the, for my, uh, my server rack, but I didn't necessarily do a dedicated video on them because who wants to, 
Who wants to watch a YouTuber showing off, look, I just bought $3,000 graphics cards. Uh, no one, that's who. <laughs> uh, now I only paid a thousand for all three in total, but <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and that's just going to piss everyone off if you said that in the video. <laughs> and what's what's funny is this wasn't even like, yeah, I'm Jeff of Craft Computing. Can I buy a graphics card at like half price? No, this was like a friend of a friend found one for me. Uh, or no, it was one of my patrons sent, uh, had a had a, a group buy deal where he had found this guy on Facebook who had who was getting rid of a mining rig. And had a bunch of 1080 Ti's, a bunch of 1080s, and a, and a, and happened to have one uh, Titan X uh, Pascal, which is not the Titan XP. It's the Titan X that is based on Pascal, which I already had one of, and I wanted a second one. And he goes, "Hey man, I found this, and uh, man, if you want to throw some cash in, we could probably like talk him down a little bit." And I went, "Yeah, let's let's try that. You know, I'll if you can get my card for 400 bucks, I'm in." Yeah, and he did. <laughs> sweet uh and then i got another one on ebay for i think 550 i i i sniped an ebay auction and got a titan x pascal like two in the morning or something like that <laughs> getting that alert on your phone you're like, uh, uh. yeah yeah are you still interested current bid is 300 you're damn right i'm interested <laughs> i don't need it but i want it <laughs> that matthew mcconaughey me Right. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Uh, yeah, and and to be fair, Hamish, Hamish is actually watching in the chat right now. Hey, Jeff, I gave you the Katana before the whole GPU market went haywire. Yeah, no, I sat on that card for like eight months before I reviewed it. Uh, so yeah, he, he did uh, donate that to the channel. Thank you again, Hamish. I, I sincerely appreciate having that card in my collection. I have been putting it to use It's and not mining. It is not down in the mines. Uh, I don't mine, uh, but it's it's there. Uh, and and it's it's been a lot of fun to play with. And if I have room in my cloud gaming server, I might have one extra PCI Express slot that has to be a single height. You might see a 1070 in there. <laughs> Uh, what's the difference between the Titan XP and the Titan X Pascal? Great question. It's about 250 CUDA cores. Uh, I don't remember the exact numbers, but I do know the Titan XP, which was the official NVIDIA Titan XP, was uh, 3840 CUDA cores. I believe the Titan X Pascal has 3560, 3580, somewhere right in there. So it's between two and 300 um, CUDA cores. There's no difference in core clocks. There's no difference in... Memory, they're both 12 gigabyte GDDR5X. Uh, it was just, they launched the Titan X and it was shortly after the 1080 Ti. And uh, it was a great card, but it only lasted for like four or five months. And everyone complained about the name because the Titan X was the Titan Maxwell. Uh, but the Titan Maxwell didn't have Titan X emblazoned on it. It was just Titan on the heat shroud or on the heat sink, uh, which looked identical to the 700 series version of the Titan. Uh, so it was all like, like NVIDIA is like always one model behind branding the Titan properly. 
uh, and they were again. And so they re-released the Titan, this time as the Titan XP uh, with like 300 extra CUDA cores. That's it. I have three of the original Titan X Pascals. Um, I also have one Titan X Maxwell Ooh. in the collection now. Uh, and I've got a couple of things that I'm, I'm trying out with that. Uh, so stay tuned. For all the uh, for all the VGPU stuff that I've done, Maxwell is one that's the most affordable, but the largest card that you can use for uh, VGPU is eight gigabytes, and so you've got cards like the the Tesla M40, which you can unlock, which has twenty four gigabytes of RAM, but you can only use eight gigabytes of it if you use VGPU, which sucks. And I think I have a way around it to let you use the entire card. So yeah, I only want to split this card in three ways, but now you can give them eight gigabytes of RAM instead of, you know, two gigabytes of RAM. It's definitely a bonus. But speaking of bonuses and PC parts. Yeah. Um, frameworks, we uh, talked about them a few times before uh, on the channel. And they're awesome, cool new laptops that they are coming out with. Um, there's some new information that just came out that they announced, I think, was it today or yesterday? Uh, I think that. it was yesterday morning I got this email. Uh, yeah. Uh, that uh, Framework has now opened up their marketplace to third-party manufacturers. Now, if you don't know who Framework is, <clears throat> we've talked about the, them a couple of times. Uh, Linus invested Framework. Uh <laughs> Um, but they are essentially an open source repairable laptop. Uh, so you buy the laptop and the whole keyboard tray comes out with just a couple of screws and everything is socketed. The memory, the M.2, the CPU, everything. You can buy parts and you can put it together today. Uh, it's a DIY kit or you can buy a laptop that's pre-assembled and you can upgrade it later on or not upgrade it if it's up to your spec. Um, but they're really nice laptops. They, yeah. they're all aluminum construction, very much like a MacBook. Yeah, uh, they look, they look a little bit thicker than a MacBook, but they still got like the tapered edges. They've got a stuff. tapered edge. They're, they're still crazy thin and they're not that expensive. I mean, $750 for the bare bones kit. You add, you add a CPU memory and Ram and, or CPU storage and Ram and you're kind of off to the races. Well, that's the nice part too about these is you're like, oh, I need a better one. You just upgrade that one part. This right. is a tower version of a laptop. Yeah. How laptops used to be, basically. Mm -hmm. I can't tell you the number of laptops over the years that I CPU upgraded. Uh, like, that used to be a thing. It used to be you could buy a laptop and put a new CPU in it. Uh, I've upgraded Pentium 4 laptops to Core 2 Duos before. <laughs> yeah. Essentially doubling the horsepower for no TDP hit because generation over generation, Intel was doing good things back in 2006. Uh, and uh, yeah, you can take a laptop from 2003, slap a Core 2 Duo in it, and you're ready to rock. Uh, awesome, awesome stuff. But that's not the exciting thing. Today's exciting thing with Framework is they've opened up their marketplace to third-party manufacturers. Now, because they are open source and because they are open repairability, 
all the expansion cards have been first party to this point. That is, if you, you can select the port layout in the side of a framework with these little module cards. So you want an extra terabyte of, of storage? Boom, you got a terabyte expansion card. You want a micro SD slot? You want a USB-C? How about a display port? How about an HDMI? Uh, you can just choose your port layout and pop in these expansion cards and you're good to go. Uh, well, they've now opened up the storefront for anyone who wants to provide anything. Do you have a screen module that will fit the framework laptop that maybe is a different spec than the screen that we included with it? Guess what? Yeah. You can sell it on the framework store. Do you have a different motherboard that you want to throw in there? Guess what? You can throw it on the framework store. Do you want to throw in some M.2 or memory or different keyboard or different switch or anything else? Yeah. Oh. Very, very cool. Yeah, um, I like it. Yeah. Elevated Systems says, watching this stream on my framework laptop right now. Excellent. That is awesome. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it, they're an open laptop. They're an open concept. And one of the things that they're trying to prove is you don't have to be anti-repair to make a sexy looking system. I mean, this laptop is gorgeous. It is a nice looking laptop. I mean, look at this thing. It's all aluminum. It's tapered. It's... They're built like tanks. I know that much. Uh, giant trackpad on them. Beautiful screen. Not very thick. But user replaceable everything. Thousand bucks. Oh, yeah. No, it's nice. I mean, because the really nice part, too, because my wife's looking, or I was actually thinking about upgrading my wife's laptop just for her. But I was last time we were talking about this, I was mm -hmm. thinking about getting one of these. Because she'll constantly be like, oh, I really need another USB port. Or, man, yeah. I really wanted, I, this needs to have an SD card yeah. or something along that lines for her business and her needs. Yeah. Um, sometimes for her job, cli uh, her boss will send her, well, here's a CD-ROM. Well, a lot of newer PCs don't do that. And so I had to go buy a USB to, you know, CD-ROM. It's like, this is horrible. I, laptops, I, the only CD drive that I have in my house that can like be actively put into something is a USB CD drive that I keep in my cabinet over here, along with all like my camera batteries and lenses. That's <laughs> so, where it lives. So we, uh, we bought a, um, where, like I said, we're earlier in the show, I'm moving and my wife, the house that we moved into came with a big nineties, you know, that brass gold style, uh, chandelier. Mm -hmm. And my wife was like, well, we're replacing that right away. Yeah. So she went on. It's exactly what we did when we moved into to our place here. Uh, you remember yeah, yeah. <laughs> what some of the fixtures looked like. Nope. Nope. nope not getting uh, that. My house was built in 79. And so we yeah. had everything like brass and gold yeah. on the inside. It's like, nope. Yep. Nope. Not having that. So my wife's like, well, I'm going to go buy, you know, uh, uh, those big those big style uh, candle chandelier. Mm -hmm. And it's a really big one. And it didn't come with instructions. I'm like, well, where's the instructions to, because they make you wire it yourself and yep. hang everything yourself. It came in a, a DDRW CD, unlabeled. <laughs> but I didn't have a CD. Where the drive. heck did you buy this? It was China. <laughs> so I had to wait to go to work 
And then, because that was the only place I had a CD-ROM drive, <laughs> and I forgot about the USB one. <laughs> and so I then exported the video, you know, to be like, okay, now I can put this on something and watch it. And it was like, and the video did absolutely nothing. They didn't even give you a diagram. Just showed you like a guy kind of assembling it and the wiring he said how to do it was completely wrong. Mm -hmm. They literally stated in the video that it doesn't matter how, which wire you hook up to which wire, it's all the same. I'm like, okay, I'm an electrician, but I know that's wrong. Um, I I knew that's wrong. Right. Now, I guess if there was like a switch that- Now, in a chandelier, technically, technically speaking, in a chandelier, that's not LED. You could get away with swapping positive, you know, hot and neutral. Hot hot and neutral. You can get away with that. If you put, if you put hot to ground, you're going to have some problems. (laughs) Yeah, because it's not going to jack. But yeah. Um, So yeah, that, that was just like an interesting night um, or, or a whole thing or deal with, uh, the quality of it and getting a C- I-, I laughed just seeing a blank CDRW. Mm-hmm. I was like, I don't even, where did this guy even get this from? Some warehouse, obviously. Um, didn't even have, you know, the cheap uh, inkjet printed labels that you used to be able to stamp on them or even a Sharpie or anything Heck, like that. You can get a light scribe drive for like $12 on eBay. Yeah. Nope, nothing like that. Not not even that. How's that for blast from from two thousand three? I remember lightscribe. Lightscribe. I remember those. That was awesome. You yeah, can author awesome. your own, you know, studio style CD covers. Yeah, God, that was so it only took three hours to laser engrave <laughs> to laser the top. <laughs> to burn it into it. Mm-hmm. And you could plainly see the gaps and lines. Oh God, yeah. You think three D printing has layer lines? You've never seen a lightscribe disc. Yeah. It's bad. <laughs> I forgot about my scribe. Uh, but yeah, so good that times. Was, that, good times. Good times. How's your beer? Done. And I am looking I, forward to the second one. Uh, well, you know, on, let me grab my second one. Oh, oh he's, my... he's getting out of his chair. Holy crap. Well, I mean, I just, I keep mine cold, so it's right next to it. Right. Well, I this uh, one needed to air a little bit. This one needed to warm up slightly. Uh, now now I'm curious. A little further back. Oh, don't be curious. It, it, it's more expect. pumpkin. Yes, it it's is. more pumpkin. <laughs> it's more pumpkin. Get spooky. Get spooky. There we go. Get I, spooky. I'm digging that can art. Yeah, they got the a dog and a pumpkin. That's awesome. That's there you go. Freaking adorable. But what I did like, it's from a brewery in La Grande, uh, Oregon. So it's oh, kind really? of really far out there. So I was really appreciative yeah. of that. So it's side brewing. Um, get spooky pumpkin ale. Uh, and it's a pumpkin ale with milk sugar. That's all to say. Nice. Uh I am having I, I went into tonight and went, I, I want a coffee beer. I, I I need a coffee beer because I'm feeling a little tired. I'm feeling a little a little slow. Um I need I need some coffee tonight. Uh the only coffee beer that I had well I, I had two. 
One of them, I drank a couple of... It's I drank like about coffee. a month ago. Paps coffee, right? No, it's not Paps coffee. And it's not the Rebel coffee that I need to give you still. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. The only one that I had was the Block 15 cold brew. Uh, and I, I went, like that's a good one. But I, I literally had that like last month on, on the show. I don't want to repeat. Like, like I ain't no... I'm not, a, I'm not a beer Peter. Right, I'm not a beer Peter. Uh, so instead, I grabbed the only other coffee beer that I had. Oh, sorry. No, I, I had another one. I, I also have a, uh, a 49th State Brewing, uh, uh, the vanilla chai coffee. Ah. And I had that last week, and it was delicious. So I grabbed my other coffee beer, which comes in a much bigger bottle. <laughs> Introducing the Big Bad Baptiste from Epic Brewing Imperial Stout 2020 edition, 11.7%. <laughs> Stout with uh, cocoa nibs and coffee added aged in whiskey barrels. Oh, you got the whiskey one. I got the whiskey. Yes. Ooh, okay. And I just uh, realized, how in the world do I not have a bottle opener within arm's reach? Within arm's reach? I have like I have, seven. I have three. Four. Yeah. I, well, I didn't go anywhere today, so I don't have my keys in my pocket. Five Otherwise, right I'd use my Craft Computing bottle opener, which you can pick up over at craftcomputing.store. Uh, I have my keys. But uh, no, I, One, I think the closest two, bottle opener is over at my bar. Four, so. Three, four, five. <laughs> All right. Put John on the little screen here because this deserves oh. big screen treatment. <laughs> I didn't even get to try my beer yet. I don't care. Oh, yeah. Boy, that is like marshmallow. Mm. Oh, look at that thing. Yeah. Should I do the flashlight test, John? Oh, of course. Do we, do we need to flashlight test it? You always need to flashlight a proper stout. That's right. Especially something that's uh, above 10%. Right. There we go. Not a. Not a thing. There, there you we go. go. That's a good stout. <laughs> it passes the approval. What, you, what we need to do is make an official stout test where I hold a light meter on the other side and we register how dark a stout is. You need you need an official craft computing stout light. Yeah, I I think that should be a thing. <laughs> a stout. It's just going to be those like crappy keychain flashlights, but it says craft computing, and it's going to say stout light. <laughs> stout light. <laughs> <laughs> uh, stout inspection. <laughs> yeah. Gosh, what what is the? Someone come up with someone come up for me with the longest name for a flashlight shining into a beer that you can, like the most scientific mechanical explanation that you can possibly think of, um, you know, portable battery powered light emitting stout inspection scope, like come up with the most obscure one that you can think of. And I'm going to try to turn that into a product <laughs> that needs to be a product. That needs to be a product. The, the most obscure thing is just like introducing. And it's just this right. tiny little thing. <laughs> um, so so at, at my old shop that I ran, we uh, we had all of our tools hanging up on the wall. 
And one of the, and, and most of them were labeled, like this is where your Phillips are at, this is where your flatheads are, here's your hex tools, here's, here's everything else. Um, I had one label that I created and I put two staples, two, two uh, cable staples into a wall and put a bench paper clip uh, into them. And so it held it up there with a label on top of it. And it was the unpowered CD-ROM emergency ejection device. <laughs> so something of that ilk is what I'm looking for here. Uh, I, I I want, you know, over, over engineer explained what is a flashlight shining through a beer? What is that test? What apparatus is that? That's what Horrible I want. light refracting uh, beer uh, measuring yeah. something or other. <laughs> yeah. Did you get to try it? I did. So is it? Because I think if I remember correctly, I think I either had that one in... in my opinion of the last year of the Big Bad Batista series, mm -hmm. uh, I got a lot of hit and misses from them. Yeah. And so um, whiskey in general, for me, a lot of them usually are either really good or they can give off a sour note. Yeah. This one's not trending sour. It is very dark chocolate. Okay. And, and what I mean by that is very bitter. Um, so you need to be a fan of super thick fudge um and 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 60% cacao to to go like oh yeah that's good like i could drink and i am and i and i appreciate this but i could use it just a hair sweeter um yeah <laughs> the nose is very marshmallow and so it kind of leads me towards that i want this to be a dessert stout i want this to be thick and creamy and, a little, and smooth. A little bit of a pastry. Right, a little bit of a pastry taste to it. And what I'm getting on the flavor is a lot of dark chocolate, like dark espresso roast and mm -hmm. and coffee and, and, and whatnot. It, it's a dark espresso in, a, in stout form. And uh, it's a little more bitter than I really wanted. Although I I'm happy it's coffee. Yeah, I'm not going to complain. Uh, it's good, but the way they described it and the way you were thinking it mm -hmm. could have been tweaked up just a hair. Mm -hmm. Not disappointed, but... Not disappointed was, and not bad. Yeah. Certainly not bad. Um, but we've talked about this before. If I was rating this, I think I'm I'm going all the way down to like a 375. And... And that's kind of low for a, a barrel-aged imperial style for me. Well, that's what I was saying. I think the last year's run, which would actually be the 2019, right? Them making it. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Something was off. I, I I have almost all of them, and I've opened about three of them, and two of them were not good. And so it, I don't know. So uh, I don't know if it was just that year. Um, are you supposed to drink them fresh only? Because I remember the big bad Baptista and the double bad Baptista and the triple one. When I've had those fantastic beers, yeah, um, always been fantastic beers. That's why I've always gotten them. So uh, Matt chimes in with the battery-operated electroluminescent beer inspection instrument. That sounds like a winner right that, there. That's kind of what I'm looking for. Uh, I want to see if someone can come up with something better than that. But uh, yeah, that that's that's definitely in the running already. In fact, I'm going to copy that down. 
because it's not a scope. It doesn't have lenses or or imaging on it. Uh, so I I can't call it a scope. Right. You could put a camera on it. You could. <laughs> right. Yeah, but do I want to get into the uh, the knockoff camera? Yeah, the the Japanese camera. This does 1080p. <laughs> right. Yeah. I don't know. You can get those spy cameras pretty cheap. The nanny cams. I don't think there's any yeah. reason we couldn't integrate one into a flashlight. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I like the whole idea of like it being an over-explained piece of hardware and it just being the cheapest flash keychain flashlight <laughs> device. And you're like, wait, what? <laughs> no, I I I do an everyday carry uh with a a brass flashlight that is a I would prefer honestly if it was just on off, but if but it's a three stage, so it's it's low, medium, high, but with an off cycle in between each of those. But it takes just a AAA battery, uh, which is really important to me because if my battery dies, I need to be able to put another battery in it so I can still yeah. use my flashlight. Um, I am all about EDC as far as tools and things that I might need, and I I've carried a flashlight for ten years. Uh, and I never knew I needed one until all of a sudden I really needed one. Um, Lead and Iron chimes in with electric stout quantification transparency torch. See, now we're getting somewhere. Now yeah. we're getting somewhere. Um, yeah. Uh, official SRM ratings are done with a photospectrometer, Alice says. Yes, I believe you are correct there, um, which is why I was kind of saying like we should put something behind it to get like official numbers on the channel i think that'd be a lot of fun i know this is a different direction but how about ale illuminator uh or a illuminator that's that's good that's clever i see what you did there uh that was kenny um yeah no i i think i want it overly explained instead of market market I, I like the overly explained because they're a bit more humorous um photovol I, I, photovoltaic ethyl alcohol refractometer <laughs> i don't know i still like i mean that is very scientific that's good. i do appreciate that yeah. but uh i do like uh the the length of the first one and a lot of that stuff was it felt purposely over explained yeah DC-powered electromagnetic photon-emitting opacity inspection instrument. <laughs> That's exactly what we're doing. That's pretty good. I like that one. That was Michael. Thank you, Michael. Black hole meter. <laughs> Thank you, Nicole. That's a great one, too. I kind of like that one, too. I'm going to write a couple of these down. I like it. I like yeah. it. Yeah, you, it Official the, official battery-powered, portable, collimated, photon beam emission-based optical transmission level detection projector. I think we we need to combine that with... Uh, so, portable, collimated, photon beam emission-based, or photon-emitting uh, opacity inspection instrument. I Like, we need to put all those together. You, like, you were both really, really close to what I was looking yeah. for. Hydrodynamic photon trans translucency quantifier. 
Ooh. Ooh, that one's a pretty good one, oh, too. Oh, that's... That has jumped into first. <laughs> that is... That's up there. Hydrodynamic photon translucency quantifier. Because that explains we're shining it through a beer glass to get a reading. That is true. That's that is good. true. We're not just shining shining light through a beer glass for fun. It's it's a quantifier. I like that. It, it, it is good. I do like that. Now I, I would love to see that, and then you know it's one ninety nine. <laughs> Thick meter. <laughs> <laughs> See, to me, that's first place now. If someone can put that as an acronym inside of THICK, T-H-I-C-C, we're golden. Oh, golden. (laughs) Thick meter. What we could do is call it the thick meter and then say it's actually a hydrodynamic photon translucency quantifier. (laughs) That's awesome. I love it. Oh, yep. I love it. <laughs> and then and then what you need to have inscribed on the other side is craft computing, here's your email address and all your contact information. No, just just <laughs> craft computing and on the other side, thick meter. Thick meter. <laughs> <laughs> that could be a thing. That could be a thing. I mean it'd be like the coolest flashlight ever. Right. I got my thick meter. Hang on. Got my thick. Hold on. Let me grab my thick meter. <laughs> that oh. needs to be a thing on the store. Uh, I I think I'm going to contact my uh, my store person. And uh, you got any flashlights? <laughs> I need you to find me a flashlight that we can laser engrave, and it's got to be a good flashlight. I don't want none of that like dollar fifty Chinese stuff. I I want like an actual EDC flashlight. Well, but it just says craft that, computing on one side and thick meter on the other. It can't, it, but it can't be too expensive though. That's the thing. You kind of want it to. If be... If we can be under like thirty dollars, because I I paid twenty eight for mine, and that was on uh, that was on uh, gosh, uh, drop mass drop. Okay. Um, see, I think nine ninety nine for a decent flashlight like that because it's kind of a joke, but still funny, still good price. You can find a okay flashlight for nine you can um so you know honestly honestly if i could be under 20 i'd be really happy yeah um, or, yeah you could probably get away with 1999 right you know especially because um if it is that you do will probably have a bigger base mm-hmm. and then and then you can go if then then what you do is you go get the cheap uh chinese knockoff and you call it the micro thick <laughs> <laughs> How did we get here? <laughs> I don't know. How did we get? We were talking about your stout. <laughs> we were okay. Okay, I, I brought this on myself. I did. So yeah, uh, um, it was a bomber. So I went ahead and topped back off. So. <clears throat> but uh, we we do have oh a little bit of beer news. Before we get to the beer news, we do have a sponsor oh, yeah. for tonight's right. show. I keep forgetting. Yes. I just want to go beer. I know, I know. Hold on, John. Gotta gotta rein you in sometimes. Today's video is brought to you by none other than... Where's my video at? What the crap? Get our thick meter. Hang on, let's check it out. It's all black. 
Hold on. Why is that not there? Now I'm ticked. <laughs> uh, where are you guys at? No, it's it's right. I can see it. Why is it not <laughs> playing? It should be playing, but it's not playing. There it is. There it goes. See what happens when you host things yourselves. If you've ever thought about hosting your own servers, whether it be for home or business use, but don't have the resources or time to invest into hardware, power, cooling, or even space, why not let Linode host them for you? And they would probably do a better job at keeping my network share active than I could. If it runs on Linux, it'll run on Linode. That includes the software for most of the tutorials on my channel, like how to run your own ad-blocking recursive DNS server, VPN gateway, your own cloud-based Plex server, and more. Linode makes it simple to deploy and manage your own cloud services, with solutions ranging from a single shared CPU to massive multi-core virtual machines. You can even use their one-click installs to get up and running in less than five minutes. With shared CPU plans starting at as little as $5 per month and scaling up to as high as you need to go, you'll be able to find a hosting plan that fits your needs. And even if you do host your own servers, remember you can use, you can use Linode to keep a backup off-site because remember, RAID is not a backup. Visit linode.com slash craft computing and get a $100 60-day credit just for signing up for a new account. That's linode.com slash craft computing. And thank you, thank you to Linode for continuing to sponsor whatever this is. <laughs> I swear we're a professional show. <laughs> we have cameras. We, we know how to do stuff. Oh, can't script that kind of stuff. Well, I tried, but it I didn't thought, work. I thought you rebounded well when it came back. Uh, I don't know why it was set up properly. All I did was I clicked the sponsor spot and the sponsor spot didn't come up because it's supposed to autoplay a video that I have on, on, on the green screen setup. And, uh, I, I double clicked the, hey, what video should I play? And I hit browse and I selected the video again and the path didn't change. But as soon as I double clicked it, the video started playing. <laughs> Thanks, OBS. <laughs> oh. Let's see. Hey, TrueNAS is in the chat. Hello. Pleasantly surprised by the new TrueNAS video. Cheers. Thank you, guys. That is awesome. Thank you so much. Oh, I thought they were like, um, that was like an ironic name. <laughs> no, no, that's, that's them. Uh, oh, I was like, wow, someone really likes TrueNAS. <laughs> well, I, I'm not going to, okay. I'm not going to brag, but I do have one of their stickers on my rack. So. <laughs> and it's a nice rack. And it ain't no tramp stamp on there either. It's, it's front and center. <laughs> I ha I I seriously have I have a TrueNAS sticker and I have a Linode sticker on either side of the top of my door. So those are the only two stickers I've ever put on like any piece of server equipment. So yeah, no, I'm I'm glad you guys liked that one. Uh that was a lot of fun to do. Uh iSCSI is often a especially in the consumer space. Less so in the enterprise space, but especially in the consumer space and the prosumer home lab space. It is such an overlooked technology that is so 
so insanely powerful. Um, because for those who didn't see the video today, I set up an iSCSI uh, drive in TrueNAS that I shared with a Windows 10 PC and got native block level storage speeds on a Windows 10 PC that you can use as a local drive on the Windows 10 PC. So rather than putting four spinning hard drives into your local PC with a RAID controller and then setting up a RAID 5 and going, yes, now I have space for all of the Call of Duties that I need to download. If you have extra space in your in on your home NAS that you might already be running, you can just section off. I'm going to give my, my, my local PC three terabytes and you get the same local speed you would otherwise. Plus you get all the benefits of ZFS, which means you can still take snapshots of that block storage data. You can still revert to previous snapshots. You can still include it in your backup tasks. You can still do so, so much with it for less overhead than anything else that, that ZFS has to offer. Like all you're doing is giving it like blank hard drive space and saying, here, you take care of this. <laughs> so yeah, no, that was a lot of fun to shoot. Uh, iSCSI has not made its last appearance. Uh, I will be doing some ZFS deduplication with iSCSI in, con in conjunction with my cloud gaming server coming up here very soon. So that should be a really fun one too. That and TrueNAS Scale has been a lot of fun too. I've been I've been digging that since I uh, transitioned over to it a couple of weeks ago. So, see what you're gonna have to do now is uh, uh, since I'm moving, and then um, slowly I will be hopefully within um, a few weeks from now have a new studio to work on. Yes. Jeff, you can build me a server. <laughs> I'd love to build you a server. That'd be a lot of fun. And then and then you can like we can wire and because I'm going to. Hopefully, have a, uh, a twelve by twenty um, kind of studio out nice. in the in my backyard area. Got to do some sound dampening, but uh, yeah. And already got. I already have. Uh, so the place we bought was already wired for a trailer, uh, an RV camper. So there was yeah. already th a thirty amp plug right there. Nice. So I was like, yes, I have plenty of power. <laughs> that's what, that's as much power as I have down here. I, yeah. I have I have a twenty uh, I have a twenty and a fifteen down here, um, and I have two twenty amp circuits behind my server rack, but it's also shared with my freezer and fridge that are in my garage. Yeah. Uh, so so I've got I've got a twenty that's dedicated to me, and then another twenty that's not quite dedicated to me, but it's still twenty. Dang it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, now I'll have I'll have lots of stuff and. I'm going to take my time. So oh, the next couple of weeks, I shot a couple of videos ahead of time and hopefully I'll do a couple more within the next week or two. And then, so you'll see a few more here, but I actually probably won't be living here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so hopefully I do. I'm hoping, I'm hoping with some, some fellow Patreons that uh, did help me out, uh, have one last epic hurrah at this location. Mm-hmm um so we will see oh and that's going to be a good one if we can work that out if we can work it out we were already talking about it if we can work if not maybe we make it the first video at the other place I don't yeah know, e but. either one i think would work pretty well 
Either um, one's going to work pretty well. And I, I mean, it's it'll... the same drive for me, so it really doesn't matter. Yeah. Just what exit on the freeway do I get off? Oh, I can drive another three miles. <laughs> that is, it doesn't that is, matter. I don't. That's the one downside to where I move. I don't know what exit to take. <laughs> <laughs> Which one is faster? I, I can tell you, John, the same one you've always taken. Is it? Yes. Because, because I used to live in that exact area. I know that's that's what I was talking to you yeah. earlier about no. like hey what's the best internet no, out the, here the, so there's one exit further north than the one you already take and it's too far north mm-hmm. um and and it's also so so the highways at uh-huh. at the exit that you already take there's two highways that run there yeah so you've got you've got the one with the exit and then you've got the one that's the the country road right yeah. The one with the exit already and and the country road are kind of close together where you're at or where where you're at now. When you get to where you're going, they're like this. I know. And and so they split up like this. And so, yeah, you can take the next exit off of the the main freeway. But that also means you've got to drive like three more miles laterally. Yes, exactly. (laughs) And that's where your time goes. But that's usually where my traffic ends, so I can probably go a little bit faster. Yep. And that's why I was like, okay, yep. hang on. I can tell you coming south, it's the opposite. You actually want to take the, the 278, the, the cutoff road. Oh, okay. Coming south. You don't want to go all you don't want to go all the way to uh to the one you go on now. Yeah. When you're coming south. You go you go over the bridge and then you take the first exit off. I know yeah. what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, when you're coming south, that's the way to go. When you're going north, uh, if you're if you're coming from my area, you still take the same exit. Okay, makes sense. Yep, it's it. it's it's weird because of just how those roads are routed. Exactly, that's yeah. why I was yeah. like, I still haven't figured it out. We'll, we'll get uh, we'll get together and I'll get you straight because yeah, I I lived like, there for like twelve years. So yeah, so which is it's not far. I I passed that old area right there all the time sorry i, I mean, guess I, like I, sorry i guess i lived in that area for like five years and then spent almost 10 in the other area and then now i've been here for two so yeah well i mean but you you uh you also had family lived around there too right right so yeah i have i passed that area i actually i got so upset uh the, the haunted house place opened up and uh i was working and it jammed a back road and i was like stupid stupid hey john <laughs> hey john the haunted house that i manage yes <laughs> i've been so many times i'm all like yeah I'll, I'll drive by and i'm like wait 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 Je- is that jeff's car and i was like that's a tall guy huh uh-huh. I, if i honked i don't think you'd recognize me because i'm in my truck yeah, no, and, that, no. There's a reason that I said I I'll be in the area on Friday and Saturday. No one knows uh, what we're talking about right now, which is fantastic. No. Yeah, no, <laughs> I was almost sure I saw you standing outside a couple of times. Uh, and you, I was like, well, you might not have because I I work mostly towards towards the back of the property when I'm there. Well, um, okay, it, it was like during setup. Now, do you help setup or you? Do I you do help setup. Yeah, it was during setup day. Okay, yeah. And so I was like, that car looks very familiar, but I've seen. And I was like, I knew you sold your truck. And I was yeah. like, maybe you sold it to one of them. <laughs> uh, for, for those who don't know, I've managed a haunted house. One of the most popular haunted houses in Oregon yeah. for the last 15 years. I've been a manager of, of the, the primary haunt that's over there. Uh, so if you want to swing by 
We are in Hubbard, Milburn's Haunted Manor. Uh, it's on the corner of Broad Acres and, and Boone's Ferry Road in Hubbard, Oregon. Um, you will not be disappointed. We're open every Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then we are open uh, Halloween on the weekend. Road. Yeah. Yes, expect to park on the road. Yeah, expect to park on the, the road. cars travel. Right. <laughs> on a two-lane road at 8 p.m. on... Yeah, exactly. And it's just backed up forever. And I'm hauling these mm -hmm. uh, junk and tree branches and all this stuff. And I'm just like going so and I have these kids walking across the street. I'm just like, get out of the way. I can't stop with this uh -huh. short trailer. Uh -huh. So if you actually stop by, I'm I'm rather friendly. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I manage the staff of the house and the flow and, and, and actors and training and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, yeah. No, I've, I've been doing that for 15 years. It's been a lot of fun. I do it every October. <laughs> Haven't been there in three years because I, I said, you know, this YouTube thing's getting kind of big and, and I, I need to focus on that. And so 2018 was my last year there. And then 2019 rolled around and I didn't go. And then 2020 rolled around and they didn't have a haunted house because thank you. The beer virus. The Yeah, the, 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 thing, that, the thing that was going around. And now we're having it again, and it's like, you know what? I don't have a full-time job, so I might as well just go back out there because I'm not doing anything in the evenings anymore. <laughs> so I missed one year, and I'm back. That's great. <laughs> so yeah, Milburn's Haunted Manor, milburnmanor.com. Look us up. Yep. If you're in the Oregon, Vancouver, Salem, Portland area, look us up. We're the best it, haunted house you'll find. Yep, and if you see a crazy guy hauling tree branches or junk in a truck, Mm -hmm. Probably me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, if some guy drives by in an old Ford and flips you off, it's John driving yep. going, me. God, are you kids? <laughs> <laughs> Stop having fun. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to work here. Oh. <laughs> but you know what would be fun? What? Free beer. Free beer would be fun. Free beer is always great. Well, free. Ooh, qualified. Qualified, qualified free response. Beer. Free beer is always great. I've gotten some real crap from you, John. <laughs> I, I just I think we need to to air the dirty laundry. Alcohol in these beers, not enough. <laughs> I had a nine point three percent beer, and you still refuse to drink it. It's rum barrel aged. It's got a little sweet tropicalness to it. There's some saltiness. If you're going to drink an oyster And John, pale, John, what, what else was there? Maybe a little pickle. It's just, it's just me. Uh -huh. uh, now, let, let's just say that I drank the oyster pale. And, and normally, even if it's a terrible beer review, I will tell you what I'm drinking in the video description. Do you know what the video description said in today's video? <laughs> I, I what said, is, what am I drinking? An abomination to God and all he created. <laughs> oh, you would have hated this. <laughs> you would have, um, I, I so wish we could have gotten your reaction for that the grape pickle one. Nope. That one, I mean, Steve and I, because I, I thought Steve was going to come in and he was like, yeah, it's not too bad. You know, mm -hmm. Steve liked pickles and, and it, you know, okay. I gave him the regular one. And he's like, this is pretty good. I was like, uh, he's going to like it. And it's going to be a video of two people, you know, contradicting each other saying, I like it. Well, I don't like it. It's stupid. You, that instant uh, shot of us both smelling it and just 
instantly, oh, this is hard. I didn't even play. I was like, that's the perfect shot. And I was like, that's the thumbnail right there. Boom, done. Um, and these have all been like that. Uh, <clears throat> which is so funny. I put all of those videos on Reddit, and there's a subreddit for just Texas beers. And they become the most popular one, the last three posts I've done for Texas beers. And everyone's like, yeah, these beers are horrible. Why would you subject yourself to doing this? These are horrible beers. But I did save some of the buffalo wing sauce one, which I think is actually a pretty good beer. I, I haven't watched, I haven't brought myself to watch your great pickle beer one yet. It's like, it's it's on my watch later list and I'll, oh, I'll get oh, there. You, you'll want to watch that one. Yeah, no, I, I figured as much. I, I did watch the, the hot wings one though. The hot so. wing one, I actually, I think even you would appreciate like, okay, I'll take an ounce or two, mm-hmm. like two ounces of this. Great. Good job. Um, uh, they, it, it was supposed to be paired with a ranch and I couldn't get that. So that was unfortunate. But next week's video release uh, is tequila based. Tequila grape or tequila pickle? Oh, good. God. Spicy pickle. Tequila's spicy pickle. You're not turning me off with spice. What you're turning me off with is like my least favorite liquor combined with all that is not holy in this world. Oh, I know. It's, it's my it's my least favorite liquor too. John, and it was John, there is only one thing that I hate more than pickles and it's mushrooms. I don't enjoy mushrooms either. But I would rather eat a mushroom than a pickle. I do not like the texture of mushroom. I do not like them, Sam. I am. <laughs> it, Sorry, I just, read that I'm, tonight. I'm, <laughs> I'm just eating rubber. Um, but back to free beer and, and the idea of free beer. There was kind of, well, you can say like a data leak from the brew dogs. We yeah. all know brew dogs, they're kind of the biggest uh, UK brewery slash. Whatever, you know, they UK do the slash, IPA. where are they at here? Chicago? Where are they at? No, yeah. they're Boston. Boston. So, um, but they had a huge security leak on their app. Um, and I'm talking like huge, huge. Yeah. Um, there was a big flaw. Essentially what it was is that they were using, if anyone knows uh, anything Ohio, about a little bit of- excuse me, not Boston, Columbus, Ohio. Oh, yeah. I, for some reason, I was thinking New York. No, I- I, I I said, where are they at? Like like Boston? And I went, no, that that's not right. Chicago? No, that's not right either. Hold on, hold on. No, there is it. Ohio? Crap! No, it can't be Ohio. They have, Ohio yeah, doesn't they get anything that. good. Oh, it's Ohio. They <laughs> have that spa there, I think. Yeah, no, they they opened that hotel. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, hotel. the beer hotel. Right. Yep. Yeah. But anyway, so they have their kind of like rewards membership app that you can get, and on your birthday. They uh, within three days of your birthday, they give you a token or they give you a, hey, here's a free beer QR code, free beer on us. Well, it was found out that the code they were using in this app, all every user used the exact same token to get access to, to the database. And basically, if you something, just, something, sanitize your input, something, something. <laughs> Yes. So if you knew just the, the slightest bit of code and how to do something, you could then input this information and just say, hey, I'm so-and-so, 
and here's my date of birth. And it'll spit out a QR code for you. Mm -hmm. And and you can get a free beer any day you want it. Like, oh, mm -hmm. today is my birthday. Okay, I want a free beer here. Scan this QR code. There you go. Yeah. And this has been going on actually for quite a while. For like a month. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Brew Dogs, it took them, I think, four updates to actually fix this. Yeah. Um, it, it was pretty bad. I know this isn't technically beer beer news, but it's, it's pretty interesting. It is fixed now. So if you have the app, you're thinking, I want some free punk IPA. Well, you're not going to get it. But for about uh, uh, three to four months, I believe, was going on, people were getting uh, free beer. Yeah. Like a lot of free um, beer. This, this takes me back to a, a buy something, get something free exploit that was going around when I was in high school. Um, and I took serious advantage of. Uh, and that was that the Coca-Cola company was starting a uh, a juice brand called Fruitopia. And Fruitopia drinks were like these super sugary, think uh, think like the 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 Brinks or Brinks? Brinks iced tea? What is the... Uh, uh, Bricks? Bricks? B -R yeah, B-R-I-X. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Bricks has like like a fruit punch and a strawberry lemonade and, and, and things like that. Like think like that level of like syrupy sweet. Um, but they had like passion fruit and raspberry and strawberry and, and like fruit punch and different flavors like that. It, it was called Fruitopia. They had a coupon going around where on the label of a Fruitopia, if you bought a Fruitopia, you would get a, a coupon for another Fruitopia. So for like a year, me and a friend who walked to school every day, we would walk into the little corner market and day one, I bought a Fruitopia for like a dollar plus five cents for our deposit. It was like 99 cents plus plus a nickel. Uh, and I walked out of there with a Fruitopia and a coupon for a free Fruitopia. So I ripped the coupon off, stuck it in my backpack, walked to school. The next day walking to school, I would take the coupon out of my backpack, hand it to the cashier, walk to the walk to the cooler, grab a Fruitopia, and walk out. Rip the, the coupon off, stick it in my backpack. It is like See how this works? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so five days a week for like nine months, <laughs> I walked through there and and I would just hand the owner the coupon and go grab my next bottle. He didn't care because he was getting a dollar twenty-five a coupon. <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, no, this is the same kind of thing. Taco Bell also had like an infinite free food loop for a while as well on, on one of their promotional deals. Yeah. But if you're in the, the beverage and food industry, never give a free promotion on the product that comes with the same free promotion. <laughs> it's a That's bad tough. thing. I even walked in one day and I had forgotten my previous day's coupon. And so I just ripped off the label and handed it to him. And he goes, yeah, that's good enough. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. It's still a bottle that left the door and I have the label, which means I get $1.25. So I'm making more money than if you bought it legit. <laughs> it was great. Remember Tootsie Pops, when you can get an Indian shooting star, you got another one for free. Yes. I do remember that. Yes. I remember going there. Yeah. The other, the other story I can tell about the same corner market is uh, 
when I was in third grade, I want to say, is quite a long time ago. Um, there was a corner market by my house that you could buy Tootsie Rolls and all of the assorted uh, Tootsie or the, the fruity rolls. So the, the fruit flavored Tootsie Rolls for a penny. For a penny each. Oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I remember seeing okay. so places you, that did similar things. Right, yeah. and so on on the bottom of their candy aisle, they had just the compl- the whole aisle was filled with penny candies, and so you could go in there and get a Tootsie Roll for for a penny, or a strawberry, or a blue raspberry, or or whatever. Um, well, my family took a trip to Disneyland, and because we weren't exactly well off, we road tripped it from. Eugene area uh, down to LA, which is like a 14 hour drive. Oh yeah. Um, and so it was like a, a day and a half to two day trip. I think we did the trip down there in two days and we did the trip back in one, um, which was hell because we did it in August. Uh, oh yeah, no, yeah. I, I've done that driving trip many I've times. I've done that driving trip many times myself as an adult and it's it's no more fun than I remember as a kid. But anyway, my parents gave me $10 to get road trip snacks for, for me and my cousin who, who were going. Um, and uh, they expected me to come back with like, you know, 20 Snickers bars, which by the way, Snickers were only like 50 cents each. I know I sound like a total boomer right now, but uh, yeah, yeah. but like Twizzle Snickers were like whatever, 50 yeah. cents each or Twix or whatever. Like they expected me to come back with like 20 candy bars. And I said, nay, I said, why would I come back with like 20 candy bars when I can get a thousand Tootsie Rolls? And so that's what I kept And so they expected me to come back with like one bag. I came back with like two like gallon bags just full of Tootsie Rolls (laughs) of every flavor. (laughs) Yeah. They... Yeah, no, that's genius, genius. And that is where their distrust for me and money came from. <laughs> I know. See, when I hear that, if I if 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 my kid did that, I'd be like, "Hey, that's smart." My there dad pretty much. My mom went, "Oh my god, are you serious?" And my dad went, "No, no, no. Like, give him credit." <laughs> yeah, no, give him credit. Penny per pound. Mind. This kid is thinking. <laughs> I know. Well, my my son will do something stupid, but it's like, no, actually, hang on, take a step back. My wife like, don't do that. That's not encouraging. Like, hang on, look at the big picture. Look at his thought process. How did he get here? Right. This is pretty ingenious. Right. He how went, he got here. He went. I'm going to be in a car for 28 hours. Yeah. If I consume one Tootsie Roll for five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> where will i be at at the end of 28 hours time, guess I what to- i've still got 400 tootsie rolls when i get home <laughs> and you don't have to buy me any lunch or dinner that's right i'm good win win you money <laughs> yeah Back when happy like my mom went like uh, my dad went no 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 he did the right thing here <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> charles sends over ten dollars thank you so much charles hey guys love the show work for ups here in houston so ice cold monster for me tonight pickleless of course that gives I, a giant salute i will state that some monster drinks to me taste like cotton candy like the original one and that the one i had today the or the risk today was tropical punch pickle it kind of did taste like pickle beer and monster energy drink can i just say um in general i'm not a huge fan of energy drinks um in general like 
I'd rather get a good night's sleep than try to subvert it with an hour's worth of caffeine and three hours worth of crash. Like, it's just who I've always been. Now, when I worked graveyard, oh, God, yeah, I consumed energy drinks. Like, there was no <laughs> other way. Um, but it's not a daily thing. It, it wasn't no. like like Sunday I wake up at 10 a.m. and I'm and I'm going, I really need a monster. I need this. Yeah. Um, if you want to talk cotton candy, I would say NOS energy drink. NOS, okay. NOS is pretty good. And by the way, the bottle it comes in, perfect. <laughs> like, I love that bottle. I love that it comes I, with the, the handle. The handle, the, the, the top God, part it's of the so good. Um, But everything that comes in them, I, I, I usually question. And I'm not an anti-chemical or anti-anything else, but... I'm 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 a I'm a fan of the classics, can I say? I'm a fan of balls. Really? Balls energy drink. Oh, I was greatest. I was a, greatest. I was a rock star and I think it was like it was a kick ass or um I think it was kick ass. It was called kick ass energy drink. There was a guy Yeah punching punching through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Punch and through um, a wall, yeah. Punch and um, a wall or something like that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, NOS I I would drink. That that was like my drink of choice back when I was working graveyard. Um, but if it's land party time, if it's no, it's all about the balls energy drink. Like uh, like the balls never... blue, the balls root beer. Oh my god. Uh so good. Um I was thrilled that uh whoop ass. Whoop ass. Oh, whoop ass. Yeah, okay, yeah. Whoop ass. Yeah, you opened uh, up a can saying, of whoop ass. How could you yeah, forget that? Yeah, I was opening a can of whoop ass. Whoop ass was my favorite one. Yeah, um, but, but the Balls Energy Drink to me just screams like late 90s, early 2000s land party, and there's just a special place in my heart for it. And anytime I see it, I have to buy one. And uh, it's just good. Any, anytime, so I don't know if and you remember. It's, and it's caffeine and ginseng. And yeah. it, it's not taurine, it's not a bunch of the synthetic stuff and and i'm not anti-synthetic stuff by the way you should totally go get vaccinated um <laughs> and if you don't think that you should probably unsubscribe for me so i don't care uh, if i see a drop tonight it's worth it uh the synthetic stuff proves though that that that's what made the drink good that's what made the drink good yeah if there was like something i didn't know what it was i'm yeah. like Oh, I know that's good. But, uh, this but, is good our, for sure. but mRNA is like a, a not known thing. Yeah, says the people who have been researching it for the last 30 years. <laughs> oh, sorry. I did my research. Have you done yours? <laughs> Go get vaccinated. Because as my Twitter bio says, I'm tired of the fact that 40% of you can't act like adults. All right. I'm off my soapbox right. now. <laughs> <laughs> um but no uh the balls the one thing and you might remember this drink <laughs> like how Maybe john goes do. oh wait we were talking about balls hold on back to that <laughs> what were we talking about jeff balls oh yeah okay this makes sense okay there we go um was uh do you remember the drink it wasn't an energy drink it was kind of like back when um snapple iced tea was a big thing mm -hmm. uh it was called orbit mm-hmm and it had the tapioca ball. <clears throat> so it was a it was a 
like a tea style, you know, drink. It came kind of like Sobe uh, style came came in that era, and it had these tapioca balls. I love that, and I thought when I first had balls, for some reason, I forgot it was called Orbits and thought it was that. And when I drank balls, I was like, oh, this is not what I want to be putting balls in my mouth, whatever. So then I was always turned off by balls. That's my story of balls. super chat from Charles. Uh, Thank you so much, Charles. I'm a husband and father of four UPS mechanics, so I don't get much sleep as it is. So I'm pretty sure my urine should be green at this point. (laughs) Um, I've lived that life, although my third child is expected on December 3rd or somewhere right around there. Uh, So yeah, I'm going to live that life here fairly soon, I expect. Uh, Alice sends over $5. Jeff, did you ever try Brian Wash by Skeletine Soda back in the day? I never tried that one, although I did see it a, a couple of times. Um, uh, the fries near me uh, carried it for a while because they were the only place around that carried ball soda. And so uh, it was them or it was... Who was the... There was a, a an electronics company that got bought out by Tiger Direct. Do you remember who that was? No, but Win, Winco had balls. Winco had balls, and had a, they and, rotate because you and never know what they Thriftway had. had balls. Yeah, uh, but but Winco was like, "Do we carry balls this month?" I don't know. Winco, yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thriftway was like, "Oh yeah, we got them," but they're like two forty a bottle. Um. Instead of like a dollar sixty nine, like they should have been. Nice. Yeah. Um. So no, I I never tried a brainwash. I, I I'd seen them, but but balls were my jam. That that's what I went for. Again, I just cannot sit there and talk about sticking balls in my drinking balls. <laughs> Anyways, CompUSA, uh, CompUSA, CompUSA. That's yeah. Right. No, that they had stores in Oregon and they got bought out by Tiger Direct, who later sold to a Canadian conglomerate who became Tiger TigerDirect.ca, who now is just known as TigerDirect.com because they reintroduced themselves to the US or are trying to anyway. So yeah. CompUSA, but, thank you. But during that time of the energy drink phase, do you remember basically every new company would come out and basically say, Hey, here's our new product, and it comes with an energy drink. Yeah, like every company would do that. Yep. Well, you know who's kind of doing something very similar is Tesla. Tesla is actually doing something very similar of releasing a huge product and saying, hey, we have a beverage to go with it. And this time it happens to be beer. So, hey, would you like to own a Tesla truck out of the German factory? Well, they're going to sell you a giga beer. Actually, yes, I would. I, I would love a Cybertruck. <laughs> I know you like the Cybertruck. I think it looks stupid, but I know you like it. Form over fu- or function over form, John. That's what I'm about. <sighs> yeah, whatever. Just no. You give me four no. motors with 800 horsepower that are electrically driven and can still get 400 miles of range. Like, I don't care what it looks like. It's still going to break down. It's got a six foot bed. <sighs> yeah. No, no tie downs. Fair. I, so, I will say the Nissan cleat system had the best tie downs I've ever used in my life. So, yeah. 
Uh, that's what I do like about my older truck is like you, everything. There's just rusty holes everywhere. That's a tie down. That's a tie down. Yeah. That's a tie down. Um, <laughs> but so I don't know what to say. This isn't the first time they've done this. They actually released a tequila product uh, before. Yes. Um, but there's really no uh, specification of what this beer is. They just it's going to be in an oddly shaped bottle. It's certainly uh, a beer. It's just going to be a beer. And I'm betting it's just some German lager that they got some factory to put. I'm sure it's like five, two at most. Yeah. If that, that'll be, you'll be lucky. You know, Uh, I'm betting like four, three. So yeah. So if you're in Germany at any time, well, Hey, if it's under four, seven, they can sell it in Norway. There we go. (laughs) There is something zing for claw. There was something that caught my eye and I read this article and I kind of did the math really quickly. And then I thought, this is easy that Jeff and I could easily do this together and film it, like with three days of preparation. We could totally make this happen. We could I totally thought the same thing, actually. When you, when you posted this one, I went, John and I could do that. Crap. Exactly. I was like, this is a record. So there a man just set a Guinness Book of World Records for stopping at the most pubs in 24 hours. Now, I know what you're probably thinking. Oh, this guy's drinking a pint at every pub. No, he's not. Actually, the requirements are only that he drink four ounces. I think it's like 4.2. Uh, right. It is the equivalent of uh, like three point. Anyone can get a tulip and move on to the next yeah. for it, crying uh, out loud. 125 milliliters yeah. at every stop. And he went to 51 pubs in 24 hours. Mm-hmm. And I, I sat there, and actually the requirements don't even ask you to do an alcoholic beverage. Right. So I'm sitting here thinking, look, how many pubs and bars are there in Portland in a five block radius? Oh, there's more than 50. Right. Uh, like <laughs> we, we can all we buy could a lot. Double that easily. Yeah, easily. Just, I want a tulip. Just walk in, tulip. Check that out. All right, see you later. Yeah. We can make a, a video of it. John, we can have this done in I think hours. we already have a video of that. <laughs> I mean, we drank more liquid in our um, Brewfest video, which is like your number four or five video. Yeah. So we know we can handle that amount of liquid. And we did it in like three hours. Yeah. So I, I was like, man, this would be a great video like, idea. That's the record? Like, I know. oh, hell, that ain't standing long. No, it's not. And I was like, you know, we could totally, like, maybe this summer or something, if everything opens up, whatever. Uh, we could totally just spend, like, okay, we just have to spend one day mapping out all the bars. I think what we and, need to do is call them in advance and say, yeah, have yeah, a well, tulip you- ready for us. And have an Uber driver on reserve or maybe make Rhett do it. Well, well, there's that. Well, I think within Portland, we could just walk it and then have a hotel room. There. We could walk to 25 of the 50. Like, exactly. that's, they're that's that close. Yeah. So we do that. We could vlog now. This now in home. Oregon, there's a no serving between two and seven, but I don't believe Washington has such a standard. No, but we could still beat it within that time frame. Oh, totally. But there's beating it and there's making it unobtainable to the next guy. That is true. So so at so at 150, do we catch an Uber to Vancouver? And then just keep going. And keep going. Oh, we totally could. 
Right. I, I, I think we need to somehow plan this in the future of like craft computing and hops and brews and, and co-hosts mm-hmm. beat world record. We mm-hmm. have a world Guinness book of world records and everyone then has to look up our channels to right. see it. Right. I think that's something we need to do. World's longest beer hop. Yeah. I think I think that needs to happen. And I don't say that in a in a oh that'd be really fun to do. No, yeah. I say that in like that record needs to be mine. Right? I know. <laughs> this is an attainable thing. We do right. this on a regular basis. Right. We could break this. That's just Friday. Yes, <laughs> like, exactly. <laughs> like 51. That is it. Yeah. 50 There's more breweries in my town and I could literally get there on foot in that amount of time. You freaking slacker. I know. That's exactly what I thought when I pulled this article up. <laughs> so that's what like, oh, I want to do this. So, yeah. Some other historic news was brought today. Yes. Uh, Captain Kirk returned to the stars for the first time. Yes. Uh, so William Shatner, for those who live in a bubble, I don't know, uh, played Captain James T. Kirk from 1967 through current, I guess you could say. I got, although he died in 1996. Um but uh yeah uh william shatner becomes the oldest person ever in space at 90 years old thanks to i don't even want to say it but amazon's blue origin yeah yeah at least it wasn't as shapely i mean it still was shapely but yeah so uh yeah uh William Shatner, for those who don't know, blasted off into space today. 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 Um, and, and landed. And and I have to say, after they landed, could Jeff Bezos had have been any more of an inconsiderate, social, irresponsible douche? <laughs> like, seriously. Like, like, I already... I can't necessarily I disrespect the man's business acumen, but I disrespect the man as a as a person, as a, as a fellow human being. And the the amount of cringe at the landing site with uh, William Shatner being interviewed and them saying like, "Hey, can you say a few things?" And it's like, "Yeah, I'm I'm trying to sum up my experience here. Hold on a second. And Bezos gets out of the capsule and he goes, dude, that was like the greatest thing ever, man. Hold on. Uh, oh, I want one of those. Like motioning to someone to like give him a bottle of champagne. And he's like, dude, do, do, do you want to, do you want to hit of this? To, to William Shatner, who's a recovering alcoholic. And he's like, what did you think, man? And he's trying to do like the champagne shower. It's like, dude, you've been up three times already. It, yeah. Is is William Shatner just a set piece to you, or is he a person that just set the world record for oldest man in space, who's also like a living icon for the for reason space. you're there? Yes, I know. <laughs> if it wasn't for that man, half of the stuff and the technology wouldn't have even been invented. Right. I mean, half of the technology that we have today is thanks to Star Trek. Right. I, I the, was the... I was so so biting my lip and cringing and so third person embarrassed 
for for what I saw uh, with with Jeff Bezos in relay and William Shatner. I mean, God bless him, but he he just kind of took it and just like rolled well, with the punches. Like I, I think he's going in, like this is like my penultimate moment after oh, yeah. being. I mean, and he, I mean, he's old. He's ninety. He actually, 90. honestly, ninety does not. I will say doesn't look ninety. I know doesn't look a day over seventy three. Yeah, no, I know he's had some work, but honestly, for to going ninety, he's still sharp. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's still with it. He's mm-hmm. still cognitive, um, and he's throughout his career obviously had plenty. He's always in the butt of the joke plenty of time. Yeah, so he knows how to respond and been very gracious. He's stubborn sometimes, yes, but it's kind of like, look, he's been put through a lot through his career. Yeah. Um, you know, you can only push a man so many times. Um, so I think he was kind of like, it, it, it showed that he was like, oh, it's one of these things. Okay. Someone's taking the line. I'm like, okay, you know, eh, whatever. Um, he seemed still gracious in the fact of the experience and, you know, the opportunity to go up there, which I like yeah. uh, of Shatner's side. Yes. So, uh, for those who haven't seen it, I'm going to share this in the chat really quick. Uh, after the show, sometime, like, click on this link and then add it to your watch later. This is Will Wheaton doing William effing Shatner. Uh, John, have you seen this? I think so. I, I'm going to be embarrassed for you if you haven't. This is Will, this is Will Wheaton recounting and reenacting the time, the first time that he met in the flesh William Shatner. What, uh, what chat did you put it in? I put it in the YouTube chat. Oh, the YouTube chat. Okay. Yeah. I'll put it in the Discord chat as well, which you can get access to uh, if you would like to join the Patreon or Float Plan. Links are both down in the video description. $1 a month gets you exclusive access to my Discord server. You can chat with myself, John, Rhett, Steve, all the hosts from Talking Heads throughout the week and join the awesome and ever-growing community that hangs out over there. And uh, take part in the super secret chat during the show and the even more super secret chat after the show, which is me like tasting whiskey and John waxing poetic about days gone by. Oh, ouch. <laughs> <laughs> All I have to say, remember what I had this bar? Yeah. I built yep. craft computing to what it was today. Sure. Thanks to me. I had to sacrifice myself so Jeff could be who he is. Yeah. That dollar a month really hurt you, didn't it? <laughs> Whatever that dollar a month slash all the beer you drank. That was more than a dollar a month. Exactly. <laughs> huh. This barrel aged keg was full yesterday. Oh, Jeff did a video last night. Yeah. Oh, that's right. <laughs> you know, you say that, but I only ever did six videos there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Then there was still all of the VR prep. There's a lot of VR prep. <laughs> Don't pretend you didn't benefit from that. Still. <laughs> Even Santa played VR. Even. Ah, <laughs> oh, God, those are good memories. Mm-hmm. Some of that, you know, what's funny. It was um, yesterday. Yesterday, because uh, I was talking to, I think it was Rev, uh, in chat and Discord, uh, was my official soft opening, and it came up on my memory, Facebook yeah. memories. And That's you cool. are in the picture. I am. You are standing there ordering from my bar. And I was like, oh. <laughs> John's like, this is a momentous occasion. I'm like, yeah, can I get a pint? 
Jeff's like, oh, there's 32 of these. How do I get one of each? Okay. Yeah. Let's see. Two of that, two of that. Oh, I need a four of that. Half of those are pumpkin beers. Okay, so I only really want 24. Well, that takes seven of them out. Yeah. Oh, wait, it was like December fifteenth, and the and the 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 sellers coming around, going like, "Hey, what do you need?" And John's like, "Give me anything cheap." And he's like, "Well, I've got all this leftover pumpkin beer." And John says, "Did I stutter?" <laughs> yes, because I used it for the next year. It was like aged pumpkin beer, you can never get it again. Uh, Novello Hub says Jeff stealing beers behind the counter. Uh, there are a couple like security video images of me like pouring my own beer at like <laughs> three in the morning. <laughs> there was plenty of those. <laughs> hey, John, I left five dollars in the register for you. I know this is like eighteen a pint, but that's cool, right? <laughs> And uh, speaking of that footage was probably really bad. Um, but speaking of crappy footage and something that's going to be upgraded, I, that's a horrible segue, but let's just get wow. through it because it's the end of the show. Wow. I know, right? I'm really pushing it. I was just trying to get to the end of the show. Well, I see that. Quake news. launches on next generation consoles. Okay. That's right. The Quake, the original Quake. Original Quake. Quake Deathmatch is now on 4K at 120 FPS on literally every system on the planet. Yep. Yep. Now, and if you buy a Xbox One or PS4, you get it for free. Quake should be free. Should be free. For God's sakes. It's it's the doom of the PC, which is also Quake. Like... <laughs> Yeah, I well, because I when Quake came out, I I just wasn't a Quake fan. I really wasn't. The only cool thing I remember of it being like it had like the stake gun. I was like, oh, that's a cool concept, but it was just a rail gun. Quake and Quake Three, I will say Quake Three was good. Quake Three was good. I also played a good amount of. Sorry, let me back up. I played a good amount of Quake Three. Uh. But Quake 3, the engine, what it was oh, used yeah. for, that was also fun. so much more powerful than Quake itself ended up being because uh, Dark Forces 2 Jedi Knight was based on yep. the Quake 3 engine. In fact, still had the Quake 3 launcher, as did Star Trek Voyager Elite Force 1 and 2. Those were both based on the Quake 3 engine. Um, Like, Quake 3 itself was a, a decent game and an okay multiplayer game, even for the day. Like, it wasn't... I'm I'm going to be blasphemized for this. I'm going to be shunned to the corners of the earth by a certain population. But Quake 3 was just kind of all right. But oh, I yeah. really appreciate what Quake 3 brought to the table the as far as the amazing. technology evolution goes. Because you guys probably never played Star Trek Voyager Elite Force or Dark Forces 2 Jedi Knight. And those were gaming revolutions. Those weren't evolutions of previous. Those were revolutions. Well, the, the Quake engine was, in terms of comparison, think of it like how people say, the oh, it's running on the Unreal Engine. That's how Quake was back mm -hmm. in, in the day. Mm -hmm. It was, oh, it's got the Quake engine. That was the, the the best. That was like, oh, everyone can do all these games, and it's going to come out with really good, at the time, graphics. Um, really cool textures and everything like that. 
Um, yes, myself, I was more like a Duke Nukem Unreal tournament type of person. Yeah, yeah, I, I was a Duke Nukem guy. So, um, yeah, I did the Doom, then I did Duke Nukem. Quake was like, yeah, I'll play this. And it's just, it just, it felt like a mix of Duke Nukem and Doom. Yeah. It really, half the time. It's good. I'll play it, but it's not the one I go to land parties with. When I was at land parties, no one played Quake. Well, well, it, I, I went to land parties and Duke Nukem was one of the newest games there. So. Oh, yeah. No, we play. I went to land <laughs> parties. It was, it was Doom, Duke Nukem, and it was always like Domino's, Mountain Dew, and Duke Nukem. Yeah. Um, the, you mean the, Doritos? No, I just want Domino's Pizza. Oh, Domino's Pizza. Okay. Yeah, Domino's Pizza. I was like, Domino's? Shit, you're predating me at this point. (laughs) Uh, No, yeah, it was a bunch of Domino's Pizza. Uh, There was a place, I think I was... was, Domino's didn't exist where I grew up, so... Well, well, so what it was is Steve would uh, take me on on to land party. Uh All of his. And then he would take uh, his wife's computer for me so <laughs> so so she never had so during these times she didn't have a computer yeah and again this is crt area oh yeah and steve had plugging the, your own the, 19 inch around i remember no, those days. it was the 21s no. oh, tw- uh, steve had like a 27 um, so, uh, yeah no i i had a pair of 21 inch trinitrons for the oh, longest time and yeah. you want to talk like 90 pounds a piece yep like those things I had to my desk in, was solid in college. Uh, uh, so I had to sit in the back because Steve didn't trust the seat belts for the monitor. So he's like, I trust the one in the front seat. So my my monitor is more important than my life. You know, there's something to that, John. You should really sit down and evaluate. So but yeah, I remember I remember going to like old rec centers with shag carpet and and everything and i had a bunch of steve's friends and i was a ymca only... on a tuesday night yeah not even it was worse it was like a <laughs> uh they rented like um hotel area like the the pay by the hour hotel area rec room yeah yeah, yeah, <laughs> you yeah, know, yeah. shag carpet that's three inches thick yeah for um, a reason for a reason you yeah. know uh they rented that stuff and it was just like oh let's go here it was by uh yeah no. but yeah that, that, in, that, in any land event like, in the eugene springfield area in in like the late 90s like i was totally there yeah. uh yeah so I, i've always kind of been in the scene uh that being said we do have a couple super chats i wanted to get to alice oh, yeah. sent one a little while ago are you familiar with the filk song 307 ale by tom smith i can't say that i am I don't know that that one rings a bell per se. Uh, Papa sends over a $25 donation. Thank you so much, sir. December 3rd, speaking to my my, uh, unborn infant's uh, due date. Uh, My third child's birthday is December 5th, and she'll only be 18 this year. Uh, Yeah, you're making me feel old because I'm going, well, my oldest is only, wait. She's halfway there. Crap. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Enjoy a Christmas baby, Jeff. Right. Yeah. Uh, I have three. And then, yeah. Uh, In-laws and wife and son. So do I. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Your (laughs) son's 
even early January. Uh, yeah. So so I have my my mother in law, my stepmom, and someone who could practically be an aunt. I'll, I'll like include her in that. Uh, they are born the 25th, the 25th, and the 27th. I have mother-in-law, son, and wife, 24th, uh, 8th, and 25th. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah. Yeah, but see, then my daughter was also born on the 23rd of, of January. And so... Yeah. Like, it's, yeah. It, it, yeah, you you have their Christmas present. Oh, if, no, if, no, no. if you're going December eighth, I I have a sister who was born December tenth. So no, 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 like, come at me, bro. Is did January? Oh yeah. So. Ja- oh January. Oh, piss off. It's right. It's two weeks after. I don't care. You got, you got you got you have Christmas, and then two weeks later, oh, I gotta celebrate a birthday. Mm-hmm. And then I have the day before uh, the twenty fourth. I gotta celebrate a birthday. Yep. One month, literally one month to the day of Christmas. Oh, it's my wife's birthday. Yep. <laughs> it's my my most expensive two months out of the year are yep. <laughs> December and January. Yep. And it's like I have to save up just for those. No vacations for me. Yeah. I I just all I ask for is and for Christmas is everyone's like, John, you're the you're the hardest person to buy from. Like, what are you talking about? Beer. Beer. That's it. It's just beer, beer Sorts or gift cards, and or, or yeah, it's it's really simple. I, yeah. I, I don't care. Well, you're not going to appreciate. It. Trust me, I appreciate it. Yeah, and I'll drink it. And I'll drink it, and even I'll like if it. it's pickle. <laughs> I still film it, so especially it's if it's pickle. <laughs> yeah. It is 10.06. That means it is six minutes past the hour of 10 o'clock. And uh, I think that's going to do it for episode 205 here on Talking Heads. Thank you all so much for watching this one. John, uh, if you're a fan of him, I don't know why you would be, but uh, go subscribe to Hops and Brews. Link is down in the video description. Follow him on Twitter at Hops and Brews or on any other social media platform you might think of. And I do mean any. Only. Only. Uh, follow me on Twitter at craft computing, subscribe to this channel. If you haven't done so already, I don't know why you're here. If you're not already subscribed because I am kind of an acquired taste, uh, John, anything to, uh, pimp on the way out the door? No, but remember to hit that like comment, um, subscribe on this video. Subscriptions are awesome. Likes are great, but comments are even better. That's what gets this video. You, you know, all three, algorithm. all three get us noticed and really do bring money into both of our channels. So we do yep. sincerely appreciate it. You can join us here every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Pacific time for the latest in beer and tech news. This has been Talking Heads episode 205. And as always, 